You're listening to Podcast Rescue. My name is Cliff Dubinois. This is episode 27. Hey there, are you struggling with your podcast? Well, then let's change that. Here, we're going to share the strategies, tips, and tricks that you need to make your podcast a thriving part of your business. Welcome to Podcast Rescue. Hello, my fellow entrepreneurs. How are you doing on this fine and lovely day? It's absolutely brutally cold here right now in Michigan. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Uh, because within a few weeks, I'm going to be back on the slopes again, and I'm going to be having a lot of skiing fun. The last time I went, we had this fake spring come through, which melted a lot of our snow. So I was skiing on slush, which is never really a lot of fun. Uh, but anyways, I do have to apologize. I missed last week's episode and getting it out there. Now, as a podcast coach, I rant and I rave all the time shouting from the highest mountaintops, right? Preaching to the choir. You never, ever, ever miss a day, right? When you're creating content and yep, I turn around and I act, I missed it myself. And you know, uh, I actually felt really horrible about that. What I want to do is I want to share with you what happened, what I learned from it and how I'm going to go about fixing it. And I thought this was, would be a good episode to do because there's a lot of lessons in here that I want to share. And obviously, feel free to steal anything that I'm going to put in here and use it for yourself. Uh, but uh, So let's go ahead and talk about what happened. So at one point in time, when I was building out this episode, I did have a bank of podcast episodes that was already saved up. I think I had like maybe a month worth, worth of uh, episodes, maybe even six weeks. So, and that was incredible, right? That takes so much pressure off from having to create content all the time. Uh, but things were happening quickly. Things were, were changing, uh, you know, new topics were popping up, like something that might be newsworthy that I would say to myself, oh, you know what? I should do an episode around this. And then I try to get in there and record it. And then I'd have to go in there and adjust the schedule and stuff. And it became just, you know, a lot of work to be able to do this. So. On top of that, I was actually going through a lot of changes myself. And a big part of that, of course, was having my side project get put onto the radio, uh, which was, you know, an absolutely awesome. It's a beautiful opportunity. So maintaining that six-week library just simply wasn't a, a priority. Well, you add to that you know, the fact that I'm typing up emails uh, every single day, I'm trying to post onto Facebook and, you know, the emails that I do send out, by the way, I do try every single day to add value to the people who are on uh, the email list. And that even for last Monday, that even slipped through the cracks as well. So as I was sharing before, being on the radio is a, is an excellent opportunity. I'm having a blast, but get that started, to get those episodes ready to go, that that's just a lot more demanding than a podcast, right? So let me give you an example. So for the radio show, it has to be exactly 25 minutes. Now, I'm not talking about 25 minutes in one second. I'm talking about 25 minutes in zero seconds. It has to be 25 on the dot. So as I'm you know, learning about the interview process for being on the radio and conducting interviews and, and trying to be a little bit more you know, precise as I do this, well, I interview somebody, 
and the interview came out to 23 minutes and 12 seconds. So I'm like, you know, a minute and 48 seconds shy. So I reached out to the engineer who I've been working with at the radio station. And I said, Hey, you know what? This episode's only going to be 23 minutes. You know, that'll give you an opportunity to, you know, put another commercial in there or something. And he wrote me back and he said, no, your show needs to be 25 minutes. That's what you committed to. <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself, okay, great. I now have to come up with one minute and, you know, 48 seconds to fill. Right. And I thought, well, you know, so I could come up with my own commercial, right? Come up with a one minute commercial for, you know, the show. So I created that one minute commercial saying, hey, you know, come to the website, join the email form, you know, things like that. So that gave me another 48 seconds to fill. So how do I do that? Right. So I'm like, well, I got to come up with extra padding right at the beginning. And how about if I tell the audience what's coming after the commercial break? And maybe I could do some stuff at the, you know, at the end of the podcast, right? So I'm rewriting this whole script and I'm sitting down and I'm recording it and stitching it into uh, the episode. And I think like the first time that I did this, it came out to like 24 minutes and 52 seconds. So I had to come up with eight more seconds. So I had to go back in and figure out where I could add like eight more seconds of content and I'm re-recording, I'm having to edit. So finally, after about four to five hours, I made it to 25 minutes on the dot. And I tell you what, at the end of the day, I was just beat. But you know what? At least I got it done. The episode was pushed out for the engineer. You know, he was, you know, very grateful that I hit that 25 minute mark. But, you know, and then on top of all of this, right, in, in spending all this extra time working on these radio, you know, interviews and getting them ready to go. I still got to take care of my clients, right? I still am trying to write my daily emails. And I also, during this time, I had a ski trip planned. Canceling that was not an option. So basically, the amount of work that I was doing greatly outmatched the amount of time that I had to do it. Now, back in December, I set up a plan, like how to map out my day so I could make sure that I had time to work on creating content, right? And just doing these things. But what happened was, you know, the plan executed, started off where everything really good. And then all of a sudden I just piled the radio on top of that, right? Just thinking, oh, you know what? I've already, you know, scheduled time in, in my day to do these things. So I'll just throw that in there. That won't be that big of a deal. Well, I'm a big listener of uh, Jocko Willink. And for those of you that don't know, he's a uh, you know, former Navy SEAL commander for the United States Army, retired from the Navy. Uh, he's got a podcast out there, uh, the Jocko podcast. Uh, it's absolutely stellar. Uh, when I have three hours to listen to it, uh, I will. Uh, I do like his book, Extreme Ownership. And I really think anybody who's in any kind of a leadership role should be required to actually read that book because it's super good. But anyways, one of the things that he talks about in there is that, you know, when, when we're becoming a leader, right, we're, we're, we're going out there, we've got a plan, you know, we've got probably people that are under us or whatever it is. As a leader, it's so easy to just completely get lost in the weeds, right? Focusing on what, you know, what everybody's doing and, and you know, how can I help and everything else like that. And what he warns is that as a leader, we need to take a step back and poke our head up and look around, right? Where are we at? Where's the team at? More importantly, what's going on around us? And by understanding what's going on around us, we can then take our plan and make changes and adapt. 
So my head was so buried in the weeds, right? Focusing on, you know, the, the radio and getting those episodes ready to go and doing all of this other stuff. I failed to look up and see what was going on around me, right? To take into account those new changes that were happening around me, right? Because like I said before, obviously getting the, the shows ready for the radio station, that was a big deal. But one of the things that I also implemented in January timeframe, and I know I talked about this a few episodes ago, was that I really wanted to focus on the awareness piece of my marketing funnel, meaning how can I make more people aware of what it is that I am doing? Now, if you remember, there's the five stages to marketing, awareness being the first one, your podcast fits into stage three, which is nurturing. So as I said before, awareness was my chief objective for this year. Now, to do this, I have to create content on all these different platforms about, you know, how can I raise awareness and let people know, hey, this is what it is that, you know, I'm doing. So if my goals are changing, but my plan does not change, what do you think is going to happen? Right? So that's exactly what it is, right? Calamity. So, and then there's another thing that was added to the mix too, as well as my business coach has recommended that I create a very simple podcast course right? To teach people how to set up a podcast correctly, right? Teach them how to maintain it. How do they launch it? And it's all, it's all done within a span of two hours, right? And, and the course is absolutely brilliant. It's really challenged me to really think outside of the box and really condense it down to make it just so super easy for people to do, right? And be able to maintain it, right? That's the most important thing. So you can see how things around me are changing, but I wasn't poking my head up to see what was going on. And all of a sudden, you know, the plan goes absolutely sideways, right? So my plan was just insufficient to achieve the objectives. My objectives were changing, were morphing, right? So obviously a new plan is needed. So as I said before, the overall goal of any plan, you got to define it, right? So mine is to, you know, increase awareness around what it is that I'm doing, I totally understand that. I got to get my new you know, product that's out there. I got to take into account you know, the radio and the work that's required there. So when I sat down and I defined what my objective is, right? My objective is to increase awareness by producing content on defined platforms on a consistent schedule, right? That's the most important thing. So how did I do that, right? So how am I going to go about doing this? And I'm going to share some examples here with you. But, you know, the first part, of course, was that I said, you know what? I need to take a look at the types of content that I'm producing and what platforms that I want to produce them on. So as I'm talking with my business coach, she has said this like a number of times, and I agree with her that my ideal client, of course, is on LinkedIn. So I interviewed this LinkedIn expert. She's really awesome, by the way, the LinkedIn black belt. Deborah, she's just awesome. And she has been very clear in saying that, well, with LinkedIn, you don't have to publish every single day, right? So if you publish every other day, like three days a week, that'll suffice. So that's what I put down on my calendar, right? One article every three days, or I'm sorry, every other day on LinkedIn, right? Well, Facebook, I'm publishing stories every single day, but those are more personal stories, right? That's to help build the Cliff brand. I got my email list and I you know, publish out an email every single day. I've got my radio show email list and I'm publishing out on that, you know, twice a week to build the relationship there. 
So what I did is I just said, you know what? I need to plan this out because all this is in my head. I need to write it down. I take out a sheet of paper. I break it up into five columns, right? Monday through Friday. Under every single day, I write all of the content that I'm planning to stick out there. And I quickly realized that there's a lot of content <laughs> that's going out there, right? So for Facebook, I write it under Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. LinkedIn is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You know, email is every day, uh, things like that. So now that I understand what content is being published on every single day, right? The next thing is, is that how can I start to think about my content so that way I'm not creating brand new content every single day for every single platform that is out there, right? To try to come up with 20 ideas a week uh, is just going to really stretch my <laughs> imagination because it takes time to actually sit there and think about what it is that I could write about or what can I do a podcast episode about. So what I did is I went back through my notes and again, this is all trapped in my head. Doesn't matter unless I write it down. So where it starts for me, I realize this is that, you know, every single day I'm sending out an email to my email list, right? So for podcast rescue, for instance, I have an email list and I write an email every single day. And what I do is when I write that particular, you know, email list for that week is that. I pay attention to a couple things. One of the things that I think about is how do I feel about this topic that I'm writing about, right? And all of my emails add value, but how do I feel about this topic? Because sometimes I go in and I write an email and all of a sudden I find that my email could easily be 10 pages long. So obviously I have a lot to say about this particular topic, but I want to keep the email light, right? So I focus on keeping my email at just like a few hundred words going out the door. Then what I do is I go back and I take a look at the emails that were opened and I just look at which ones had the highest open rate, right? So here's an example. I sent out five emails in a week. One of the emails that I sent out was about chat GPT and if chat GPT was going to make your podcast obsolete. So when I was writing that particular email, man, I, my imagination was firing away you know, the research that I'd done, screwing around with ChatGPT and everything else like that. It was like amazing. So I was like, well, no, keep it core, keep it on topic, Cliff, right? So I scaled it back. I sent out my emails for that week. And when I went back and took a look at that week's emails, that particular email had a 60% open rate. So obviously the people that are on my email list, this is something that's in their minds too. This is something that they are thinking about as well. So now that becomes the topic for the podcast, right? I didn't have to think about a brand new topic. I'm like, okay, I now know what I want to talk about. I want to go into depth about ChatGPT. So I grab my uh, solo episode framework that I use, that I teach my clients how to use. And within just you know a couple minutes, I've got a complete episode mapped out. So now I can sit down and record a podcast episode that's going to go out the door, right? Because this now covers one of my pieces, you know, one, one of the, one of the checkboxes for the kind of content that I have to produce. But also because I have this framework for the episode done, I now have the structure to write out an article to put onto LinkedIn. Because a lot of people that are on LinkedIn, I mean, obviously I, I got a way that I can embed the podcast into an article, which is great because I would love people to listen to the podcast. But not everybody listens to podcasts, right? What if they, you know, what if they're in a working environment or something and they can't listen to it? Well, they can always read. 
So I just take my, essentially my show notes for that particular article, and I write an article out. So, you know, if you're paying attention to what I just did, I basically just walked you through how one idea I was able to repurpose out into different forms onto LinkedIn, right? So this actually fills one of my requirements for LinkedIn, right? Being able to put uh, that content that's out there. So again, for Facebook, that's more personal, right? As I talked about, that's like really helping to develop the Cliff brand. So what I noticed is that when I go into Facebook and I'm writing these stories, some articles get a lot of likes, a lot of hearts, a lot of people commenting, and others don't get as many. Well, I also want to build a personal relationship on LinkedIn. So it's very easy for me to take that one article from Facebook that did really well and now add that to one of my three days on LinkedIn. And I also found that, you know what, for posts that I put on LinkedIn, if I include a picture, then the post does better. I typically see, you know, 50% more engagement with my post if I include a picture because pictures do a great way of stopping people in the scroll, right? For what it is that they're doing. Well, I realized that, you know, if I already have an article for Facebook, if I've got a photo for Facebook and I'm putting it out there, why don't I just stick that on Instagram? Like literally, like I've, I've got it written inside of Evernote. So all I have to do is copy paste the text. It's the exact same photo that I'm putting on Facebook. I'm just sticking it on Instagram and boom. So now by doing that, I was able to bring another platform in, which is where I want to increase awareness anyways. Like I, I would like to do some more stuff with Instagram, but now I've got a way of taking the story and sticking it onto Instagram, right? So my Facebook flows, right? For my stories, right? I talk about, you know, something that might be personal. I talk about behind the scenes. I talk about, you know, an upcoming interview for the radio show, whatever that is, that content can now make its way onto Instagram. So now you can start to see how this is really starting to all flow together, right? I'm, I'm using an idea from someplace and being able to repurpose it into other places. So literally it's, you know, just basically creating 20 pieces of content a week. I think that's what my list came up with, but I got to create 20 pieces of content a week. But over half of those is just taking one idea and repurposing it onto other Platform. So I'm not having to come up with 20 unique ideas for 20 pieces of content. It's more like eight or nine for those, which is actually like really super cool. So what I did then is I stepped back and I said, okay, so I've got my schedule. I know my platforms. I know how I can cross connect all this different content. What I did then is for every single day of the week is I mapped out what is required as far as content for me to produce. Also, what needs to be published that particular day? So now I've got a to-do list where it shows everything to be created, everything to be published. That way I don't miss a day. Because you can imagine with trying to publish 20 pieces of content a week, you can start to lose track very quickly with the types of content. And all of a sudden you, you miss a day and you don't even know it, right? Which is not the point. The point is to be consistent on all platforms. So I mapped this out. I got my top part for creating. I got my bottom part for, you know, just basically copy paste into these different platforms, right? So now the next step here that I have is then as I start taking a look and I say, okay, how far ahead do I want to get? What I don't want to do is be in a position 
where I'm writing a LinkedIn article to try to publish it at you know, 7.30 in the morning or whatever that is. I don't want to do that. I would like to have the article written the day before or two days before or two weeks before. So what I did then is I sat down with every platform and I said, okay, how far ahead do I want to be? So I know that, for instance, for LinkedIn, writing an article based on one of my podcasts is going to take a little bit more time. So what I don't want to do is be in a position where, like I said, I got to produce the article within 30 minutes because that's when it's published out. So my goal then for this is to say, okay, let me take you know, this you know, podcast, turn it into an article, but I want to have two-week lead time. Right? That's what I want to do. That's, that's the direction that I want to go. So my Facebook stories, for example, I write those the day before. The emails to Podcast Rescue, I write those the day before. Because it doesn't take me a lot of time. Once I get an idea in my head, I can craft it into an email and send it out the door. So now I've got all these ideas that I can send out the door, got them prepared ahead of time. I can have some other emails standing by just in case I need to take a day off from work or take a week off from work, whatever it is, have those you know, emails ready to go. If they're evergreen, send them out whenever. Uh, but basically now I've created this list that uh, I, I, I'm now able to. I'm not able to take these different ideas, publish them out there. I know how far ahead I have to be. And so for me, that just takes all the pressure off. I don't have to worry. If I need to take a day because I got to take my mom to the doctor or I need to go to the doctor or whatever it is, I'm not going to fall behind. I'm going to maintain that consistency. So I know that I've thrown a lot at you here. What I would like to do is just tell you that uh, I'm including a link in the show notes down below that you can click on it so you can actually see a PDF of what it is that I'm talking about. If you're, if you're completely confused or you want to see what it is that I'm doing, so I'm going to include that down below. Now, if you are interested in the cheat sheets, like, hey, how do I create a solo episode, right? What's this framework Cliff is talking about? All these other things, because I want to be able to quickly be able to do this. Then just go to podcastingwithcliff.com, schedule a session. Let's start focusing on helping you not only be able to, to increase your awareness online, but be able to do it in a much more efficient and a faster way. You need to let people know that you exist. You serve no one by being quiet. Be loud, be proud. So until next week, my friends, take care. Make it a great day.